Well, if you've been doing this for any length of time, one thing is definite. You will be tested. And we pass the test. That, it's as simple as that. The test is expected. That's what makes you valuable to God is you get tested and you pass. And it's, it's no different than uh, going to school. They say, well, I don't like taking tests. Why not? It tells you where you are. And so it, it, that's a test. That's, that's, it tells you where you are. It helps you know where you're at and what you need to learn. That's as simple as it gets. Most people look at tests negative. But especially when God lets enemies come in to test you and you overcome, that lets you know where you are, doesn't it? That's powerful, man. Naomi, did you want to say anything before we move on? You good to go? Okay, we're going to get her next week. Well, I do have a few things I want to share, too, because every one of you said some really awesome stuff that uh, I really appreciate. And I think that uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, I believe, is what I want to read something. And Keith, you tied into it a minute ago about uh, in you. Uh, what was the scripture used again? That's right. Being confident of this of this very thing that, that God, which has begun a good work in you, will finish it. But the work he started in you, you mentioned that, right? In, in 2 Timothy, check this out. And this is going to be very interesting to us. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. So where's the promise of life at? So who do you have to be in to have the promise of life? That's awesome. To Timothy, my dearly beloved. Now he's talking to his son, my dearly beloved son. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience. Now notice what he said there. He serves with a pure conscience. We're going to get back to that. That without ceasing, I have remembrance of you in my prayers night and day. That makes me sound like I remember what Rick says all the time. Night and day in remembrance of who? All his sons, all his daughters. I'm telling you, it's a parable that is true. Among us. But he says, verse 4 greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in you, or the sincere faith is what that means. It's a sincere faith that is not divisive. That is in unity. That's the kind of unfeigned faith. That's what that means, okay? So where's the unfeigned faith, the sincere faith? He's saying it's in you, Timothy. But this is awesome, verse 5. When I call to remembrance, I just read that, the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that it is in you also. What's that tell us? 
Is it possible that all this talk about generations, that the Spirit of God could be passed down (laughs) to generations? And notice who he called out. He didn't even call out the father. He called out the grandmother. And he called out the mother and he said the sincere faith was in your grandmother and in your mother. And now it's in the son. That's pretty awesome. And so if you notice what's happening here, what's happening? God promised that he would not leave Jesus, would not leave his soul in hell. Okay? So if he resurrected and he overcame and that same spirit is working in us in the generations passed down, I guarantee somebody in your family has connected with God. And you are evidence of that. And you know who's prayed about it? Well, first, Jesus. But do you think somewhere in time you got a grandmother? You got a mother and a father somewhere that loved God and and prayed for you not even knowing you? Oh, it's possible. I think it's possible. And here we are, when you begin to watch what God is doing, you begin to notice something here. Everything. And I, I wanted to point that out because of this one thing. When I listened to Ann last week, and I, I sat down at the meetings uh, at the conference with Christy, and I noticed something, because you brought this up too, Michelle, about Ann, is did you catch that she said, when I was sitting in the preaching, under the preaching, I heard the word of God that said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Did you hear that part? See, I, God was faithful. He's healing. He's restoring. But there was something that started that. And so notice what Paul said. Matter of fact, the next verse... Before I move on, it says, verse 6 says, Wherefore, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands. And he says, you know that gift that is already there, where did it come from? Where did, it, where did the gift of faith come from in Timothy? From his grandmother. From from his mother, it was already in him. You see my point? When Paul came and laid his hands on Timothy, which even could be a spoken word, what happened with the gift, Anne, that was in you, what was already there? It was stirred up into remembrance. Are you hearing me? So you say, well, I'm waiting on the preacher to come by and give me the gift. It's already there, Keith. It's already in you. And you say, well, give it to me. We already did through maybe your grandmother. But the Lord is making sure that the gift is already there. So what we really need is when the preaching comes forth, And the laying on of hands goes forth. What's it meant to do? Stir up that gift that's already there. Stir it up. 
and say, well, but is there ever a time we impart a gift? Sure, sure. There's, there's things that are done that way. But I don't want you to overlook the fact that there's already a gift in you that needs to be stirred up and remembered. And Paul says, when I came along and laid my hands on you, I just stirred it up. And you begin to walk in it. And I noticed something, Ann. When you, to, when you got up and testified that the preach word came forth, did it act as a laying on of hands? Did it stir up the word that was already there? Yes, it did. Did the same thing happen in Christy that the word of God came forth and stirred her up so that when they got to Boise, the word was already stirred up. What, was the, what were they ready for? A healing, a raising up, a, going, a resurrection, a going forth. I'm telling you. See, this is the cool part. And then I have, to, I have to turn my attention to Rick for a second. Because we're sitting out in the yard. And I'm watching. And we're talking about having the ladies. You know, having that meeting. We're going to have the meeting. We're not going to have the meeting. Eh, it's a question. It's just a question. And then... Because we, we always had the intent to have the meetings with the ladies. But in our conversation, we're going to have it. We're going to have it tonight. We're going to have it tomorrow. What are we going to do? And I watch Rick. And Rick, it's like I tell people. People ask me this week, did you know that was going to happen? Well, you don't always know when it's going to happen in the physical world. You know prophecy's true. You know the word of the Lord is true. And you know it will happen. You just don't know sometimes the physical part. And God lets us in on that. And I, I think God sometimes hides stuff from us just to keep us trusting him. And I love that. I mean, I love that. Like, keep us on, on our toes at all times, you know. But I watch Rick and I go, he, he always seems to have that opportunity thought waiting. Mike is like, yeah, let's do it. See, because in the, in the mind, he's already very aware of the opportunity that when the word of the Lord comes, the stirring comes. The stirring comes. And when the stirring comes, the remembrance comes. And when the remembrance comes, what happens after the remembrance? We get up, we salute God and say, I'm following you. And we start doing the will of God. But notice it's like, I, I still, in my mind, I think, wow, this is, this is an amazing thing to watch someone who is so excited about God working on the behalf of his people that no matter what situation, every situation is an opportunity. Every single one. You know why? Because remembrance. And here's the thing. How many of you... Look forward to the opportunity because you think today could be the day I remember something of God that I never knew I knew. Did that make sense? I knew it, but I forgot it, but I need to remember it. Therefore, is sitting under preaching a good time to remember? Yeah, but you got to be sitting under preaching. And I think to myself, if I give myself, like, and I keep bringing you up in this, 
It's, it's just an opportunity of God. The, she sat under the preaching, hears the word. It doesn't matter whose preaching it is. It's the word. Because when you start looking at it, one Sunday she heard about the sh- hearing God's voice here. But then you get to Boise and it's a different person speaking the word of God. And then all of it's coming together. I love that, don't you? And I think, I think all we need is to remember. And if something is stirred up, it brings things to surface or to light that need to be brought to light. And that's what happened. And so imagine, we look at these ladies, and I rehearsed this like I did Wednesday night. God does everything in order, doesn't he? He does everything in order. And so all you ladies, all you men, because the men could be thinking some of the same stuff. Let God do what he's doing and join yourself to it. And any thought that says, well, that's not me. Why not me? Ah, ah. Catch that thought. That thought's got to go. Because anytime that thought rises up, is it selfish or is it in unity with the Lord? Tell me now. It's selfish, isn't it? And you know what's interesting? We watched people actually through the the years when when certain ones were raised up and said, you're going to do this and you're going to do this. And others would think, well, I should be in that place. And I've had... I've had people tell me that, but I always encourage everyone, follow God and never think too high of yourself. And when you do that, you know what God will do? You remember Christie's testimony? How many remember what Christie said about uh, the ordination of a deacon? Who remembers that? Raise your hand. I'm, I'm gauging whether I should rehearse that, but she talked about uh, her first thought, I think it was Jen Gallup that was anointed, and the thought of, well, I've been faithful. I've been in the church all my life, and she shared that with us. And, I, and immediately, see how that thought tries to rise up? See, God understands what he's going to do with Christy, but there's also a devil that's trying to stop it. So what do you think is trying to stop all of this from coming to pass? God's got plans, and there's an enemy wanting to stop it. But you know what's going to happen? What's going to happen to the enemy? <laughs> there's a lot of answers. And they're all, they're all pretty good. You know, some people are stomping him. You know, other people are throwing him out of heaven. <laughs> you know, it's like, what can you imagine? What has God done for you with your enemy? And so I could, I could name all those things because every time an enemy rises, the Lord will take care of him as he chooses or as you understand. And isn't that cool? But what do you need? You need to remember. And so today, you know, I walk in here and I look at this and I get so excited and I think, man, this place, you could just see the difference in people in what God is doing and the excitement. And, you know, Gary and I were talking about, and Micah, we were, Gary mentioned this, and it's so true because it, it bears witness with me exceedingly when he said, you know, the, you, this would not be 
Our church will not be this way without the women. And it's so true. And because I, I have to go back with that statement two years ago, being in California, and the Lord visited me and said, here's the problem with the church. Let me fix the women. And I thought, hmm, okay, that's it. That's the secret to a healthy church. That, and, and that don't even sound crazy to me. That sounds awesome. And you know, that week, I'm just sharing a little testimony. That week, I went out there, was hanging out with Rick and Brian. We took a day up in the mountains, so to speak, uh, up in Three Rivers. If you've ever been up there, it's a beautiful drive, little, little hole-in-the-wall restaurants, place like that, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. So we've been, we went up there, we hung out, had some food, and all day long, one of the things we kept talking about, you know what it was? The revelation of the female. And we was just trusting the Lord, man. And I knew when I came back here, I said right away, we, we just got to make opportunity to do that. And God's been faithful to every bit of it. But my point is I, I agree with that so much because that's exactly what the Lord's mindset. And so it's, it's, the key here is, and I, I want to emphasize this, while the world is trying to make male and female equal, there's a better way to do it. There's a better way. There's a glory of the woman and there's a glory of the man. Why is everybody trying to be so equal that you erase the glories don't erase the glories. I want a woman to be a woman and a man to be a man. And when you have that and you have that glory, oh, you have a unity that cannot be broken. You have, you have Christ and his bride. You have bringing forth of children. And, and yeah, I get all of that's a very sensitive subject. But you know me. You know me. I love God. I love people. I'm not out to hurt anybody, but one thing I want to do is say, let's not rob the glory that is meant to be what God made it. And so all you ladies, all you men, I don't want the men trying to act like the ladies, and I don't want the ladies trying to act like the men. Act like who you are and God has made you, and guess what will happen? You will watch our church be blessed in God. I mean blessed. And I don't turn, I'm, I'm not trying to preach politics. That's not even what I'm doing. I know what every, I know what's going on around us. And I don't have a, I'm not waging a war against that necessarily. But there is a mindset that God wants to keep in place in the church. And I'm telling you, we got to protect that. And I love the fact that God is anointing mothers. <laughs> We need mothers in the church. And we need fathers. Right on. And we've got, we've got the young man and the young woman, the sons and daughters. Then we got the children. And you know what? I'm convinced God's not going to leave off any part in our church. I'm convinced of it. But you know what's happening? God's rallying the group. 
the children, the people of God, the mothers, the fathers. He's rallying everybody together. And we're going to stand on that. And I love that. In, in a earthly, uh, fleshly sense, gosh, man, I, I treat everybody as best as I can. And I try not to judge anyone falsely. I want to discern correctly by the Spirit. But one thing I cannot do is I cannot try to teach on the female part of God and get up here and wear a dress. Can't do it. It won't work. I need one of the ladies to do that. Help me now. So, and I don't, I'm not asking one of the ladies to try to be like the men. I'm just not doing it. I want the will of God to come forth. And listen, we need the freedom to be what God's called you to be. That's really the point of what I'm saying. Is when God ordained you to be what he's called you to be, be free. Be free. And and those glories are going to come forth. They will. I love it, man. I love it. What about you? Are you with me on this? I'm not cringing anybody, am I? I mean, everybody's so scared to talk about this stuff. Like, I love the word of God that God has put this in order for us. <laughs> and and the, the word of the Lord is, is that we walk in unity together. And when we do, whoo, man, that's what is bringing this church together. The unity of the spirit. And I love that, man. I love it. I love it. I, I, I think that uh, it's only going to get much better. And I feel like this. At all times, continue to pray. You notice what Paul said. I've kept you, my son, in remembrance to Timothy. You notice how he said that? I kept you in remembrance. And so as we all go forward and testify and grow, this isn't about just me or Gary or Keith or Rick. It isn't about Michelle and Ann and Naomi and Don only. It's about our testimony in Christ, isn't it? So does that include all of us? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And I I look at this. We're going to have some growing pains along the way, aren't we? There's some new stuff coming along down the pike. That means that not everybody will get it right the first time. You with me on that? Remember this. Not everybody will get it right the first time. But one thing we've learned is if you're patient enough to let God lead the way, it will get perfected. I do know that much. may take a few years, but thank God for it. It'll it'll be worth it in the end. And so here we are. We got great things coming forth. I mentioned, uh, I think it was Wednesday, that we'll have some ladies' meetings. We'll have some men's meetings. And so when we go forward, the Lord's going to do that. And, and bless us. And not only that, the children, I haven't forgot about them, man. I, I haven't forgot about it. And there is a generation that will need to come up after us. And some have all lost hope about that, but I haven't. Because I've learned that if I was to lose hope about something, God immediately shows up and says, get out of the way. 
let me show you a different mindset, right? And so I'll leave you with this. Paul said something very important in these scriptures I just read you. Remember when he said he had a pure conscience? He said that I am going to stir up your pure mind. Think on that. I am going to stir up your pure mind. How many of you have ever had a mind that wasn't pure? Right? I mean, everybody in the room. Paul said, an apostle of God. You think he's dead? You think Paul's dead? No, he's not dead. And when he says, I'm praying for my son, guess what? Who do you think you are in the spirit? When you read his gospels and his epistles, does it minister to you? Is that Paul speaking? There you go. So when he says, I stir up your pure mind, is he going for that new mind of Christ? Is he stirring up that new person that you are? Is he stirring him up? Is he stirring her up? Yes, he is. So Paul is after the pure mind. Are we going to follow suit? So when we come in here, we're after this one thing. Let's stir up the pure mind that's in you. If you came in here with negativity or doubt or whatever, as what we talk about, Michelle, the goal is to stir up the pure mind. Because when that mind gets stirred up, you remember God. When your pure mind gets stirred up, you remember God. And that is awesome. And so that's what we come here to do. Stir up the pure mind. Remember God. And we can't fail together. We can't fail. More than ever, people are reaching out to one another. People are remembering one another. Things are getting less selfish around here. And I love that. We're joining into what God is saying. Healing is taking place. Remembrance, joy, all of the above. You could go down the list. Guess what's being magnified? The kingdom of God. And so don't forget the ones that can't be here. Call them. Find out who they are. If you don't know who they are, call them. <laughs> call them and then find out who they are. <laughs> If you don't know who they are, talk to me. Talk to Micah. Talk to Gary. We'll tell you who they are. And when you do call them, then you will find out who they are. Right? So very good. Let's stand to our feet today. Are you grateful for what God is doing? Now think back when we saw the first evidence, I think, that clicked. At least in a lot of people. Remember the communion? Remember when it clicked? That day, something snapped into place, didn't it? See, all the buildup and all of what God is leading us to, it just snapped into place. Now, even compare that day to this journey now. We've come a long way, and God has continued it. It didn't stop, Keith. Well, I, I just was saying, the, the word of the Lord that day in that communion was remembrance. Do this in remembrance. So to tie into what you were talking about, it, he, God started it then to bring us as a body into the remembrance of Jesus. Right on. And we are. And we are. And I love it. I, I want to give as much time 
to as many people as we can, you know. And so uh, we're not going to be selfish around here. We're going we're gonna to trust the Lord. We're going to guide, be patient. If you hear something that you say, uh, that's not what, you know, one of the elders would say. That's, that's a little different. Be patient. Everybody relax because uh, I'll tell you what. I didn't say everything the way Rick said it when I first started pastoring. I know that. And I look back on that and thank God that Rick was patient with me. And we're going to be patient with, with whatever God is doing. We're going to be patient with it to raise it all up together. Does that sound good? Well, I thank God. Well, I tell you what, lift your hand and let's thank the Lord. Amen. Lord, thank you for your word today. It's been great for us. We thank you for these witnesses. Bless this body continually in Jesus' name. Amen.